It's April 11th. This is Marco Timpano. And this is Bill Antonio. And if you were thinking that you were listening to Serial, you're listening to the wrong podcast. This is Born on This Day podcast. It sure is. And today <laughs> is also National Barbershop Quartet Day, uh, Bill. Is there anything lovelier than the sound of a good barbershop quartet? I hate them. Really? Oh, I think they yeah. can be so charming. I hate that musical, The Music Man, except for the one scene where they do a barbershop quartet and then she sings uh, Sweet and Low, whatever that song is, over them. Light a light a na 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 na. Sweet and low, sweet and low, na 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 na. Anyway, I don't remember the words. You know, Bill, I don't know. There's something about barbershop barbershop quartets that I hate. I feel like they're a little bit racist. I don't know. There's just something about that I can't stay. Well, because you see the you see the mustaches and uh, you imagine the guy being like, it's a me, Mario, and, uh, you know, the way they're dressed and everything. I don't know. No. First of all, Italians would never be in a barbershop quartet. Mm-hmm. They would do opera. They'd sing by themselves. They're not going to share the stage with it's three other true. fucking people. Yeah. It's very true. In the country where people get murdered for not being good enough in operas, then yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yep. exactly. Well, listen, if you were born today on April 11th, you are open-minded, intuitive, and em- empathic or empathetic. Uh, these are great qualities to have, Bill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you have an idealist. Though, by the way, empathic, I believe, means you can <laughs> tell the future. <laughs> empathetic means you care. I think it's different. <laughs> listen. <laughs> Maybe they're both. You're right. I can't read anymore. I'm sorry. You have an idealistic and enthusiastic approach to life. My dear uh, Arian, Aries. There's that word again. (laughs) Yeah. You have strong opinions. I see everyone marching in lockstep every time you say it. (laughs) What an unfortunate sign, like name to have to your sign. Because it's like, uh, I'm a Sagittarian. Oh, I'm a Pisces. What are you? I'm I'm Arian. Oh, man. Yeah. Anyways, uh, listen. If you're born today, you're a nice person. That's what all these bullshit things say all the but time. But you also That's have strong opinions and ethics, it says, concerning I civil suppose. matters. So you're probably a bit of a pain. Well, Bill, let's see how hot our number one person on the, the list hottest. Is I love this girl. She's great. She's awesome. And never became a big enough star for my taste. She's hot. Yeah. I, like This is my type yeah. right here. I rented Bill. movies I've... just because she was in them. Anyway, people are going to be like, who are you talking about? And then they're going to be like, who's that? It's Jennifer Esposito. She broke out in the late 90s, giving one of the best performances in Spike Lee's 1999 film, Summer of Sam. Uh, I saw that with my friends. She was all we could talk about after the movie, and I was hoping she would like get an Oscar nomination or something. I thought she was so good. Anyway, uh, she was in that after having appeared in the indie film Kiss Me Guido and Spike Lee's 1998 film, He Got Game. She played Stacy on Spin City for three seasons. That's probably what people know her for best. She right. later appeared in Dracula 2000, The Proposal, Welcome to Collinwood and the Oscar-winning Crash. Later television appearances include Samantha Who, Blue Bloods, The Affair, and NCIS. And most recently, she was a recurring guest on The Boys. She was born on this day in New York City in 1973. I used to do a monologue from Kiss Me Guido. Oh, nice. Yeah. Hmm. It's a a good, like, indie film. Yeah. Yeah. Actor, clown... Now I'm too old to do that monologue. Yeah. Yeah. Actor, clown, and comedian Bill Irwin, noted for his contribution to the renaissance of American circus during the 1970s, he won a Tony Award for Who's Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, played Mr. Noodle on Sesame Street, often appears as a therapist on Law & Order SVU, and as a serial killer on 
CSI. In 2001, he performed in the New Carnival at the World Theater Olympics in Moscow and on Broadway appeared in Accidental Death of an Art Anarchist and The Seagull. On film, he appeared in Eight Men Out, Stepping Out, and Rachel, Get- Ra- Rachel Getting Married. This year, he will be on the show The Gilded Age, and he was born in Santa Monica, California in 1950. Joel Grey will always be best known and loved for his performance as the MC in Cabaret, first on Broadway and later the 1972 film by Bob Fosse, making him one of only 10 actors to win both the Tony and Oscar for the same role. On stage, he was also nominated for George M., Good Time Charlie, and The Grand Tour. On film, he was in Come September, Kafka, Remo Williams' The Adventures Begin, and Choke, which was directed by his son-in-law, Clark Gregg. He was the son of a clarinet player, Mickey Katz, and first began making Yiddish records as a child, finding such popularity with his singing that Eddie Cantor put Young Joe on his Colgate Comedy Hour television show in the early 50s. Most recently, he was a guest on the show Backstage Babble. He is the father of dirty dancing actress Jennifer Grey and was born on this day in Cleveland, Ohio in 1932. I wonder if he ever put her in a corner. I uh, I don't know. He came mm-hmm. out of the closet at like 50 years old, so he definitely put himself in the corner for a long time. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Peter... Regert is one of uh, the actors whose careers were launched by the success of National Lampoon's Animal House in 1978, which was his first film. He's had a rich and varied career since, most notably in Bill Forsyth's classic comedy Local Hero, the charming romance Crossing Delancey as Herbie in the 1993 TV movie version of Gypsy with Bette Midler, and frequently guest frequently is a guest uh, star on shows like The Sopranos, Law & Order, SVU, and Damages. In 2001, he directed a short film by Courier and was nominated for an Oscar for Best Live Action Short, and in 1993 was nominated for an Emmy in the TV movie Barbarians at the Gate. Most recently, he was Artie Goodman on The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and he was born on this day in New York City in 1947. Vincent Gallo has had a long and successful career in movies, but has maintained popularity on the sidelines, never having broken through with any mainstream projects. He moved to New York in the late 70s and began playing with the experimental music group Grey with Jean-Michel Basquiat, making his acting debut in the 1985 film The Way It Is and later Doc's Kingdom. He had a small part in Goodfellas, later appeared in Emir Kusturica's Arizona Dream, Billy August's The House of the Spirits, Nanette and Bonnie by Claire Denis, and as himself in the film Basquiat. In 1998, he made his directorial debut with Buffalo 66 with Christina Ricci. Then he shocked the Cannes Film Festival with his second film as director, The Brown Bunny, which saw little distribution in North America, thanks to devastating reviews by Roger Ebert and, Gallo says, interference by Harvey Weinstein, who he says killed his career after Gallo stood up to him about his abuse of his girlfriend, Rose McGowan. In 2010, he won Best Actor at the Venice Film Festival for Essential Killing, and his most recent appearance was in The Human Trust in 2013. He released more music in 2002 and has continued writing, though he has drawn more attention recently for his support of President Donald Trump more than anything else he's done in the last few years. He was born on this day in Buffalo, New York in 1961. My favorite on the list, Bill, Meshach Taylor is best known for his Emmy-nominated performance as Anthony on all seven seasons of Designing Women. Mm -hmm. His career began with his first big break on the national tour of Hair, before becoming a member of Chicago's Goodman Theater and Organic Theater Troupe. He 
He played a role in The Omen 2 in 1978, followed by guest appearances on Lou Grant, MASH, Barney Miller, and The Golden Girls. He played a cop on there, right? Yep. Who tells Blanche that her husband-to-be uh, was a polygamist. That's right. It, yeah. That's the pilot, I believe. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. This is the pilot yeah. where, where uh, Rue McClanahan didn't have an accent as Blanche yet. Not as much. And also her room was on the other side of the house, like where they now go for the lanai. Mm-hmm. That's where they went for Blanche's room in that episode. Oh, yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, he was also- Get, get ready film. for our Golden Girls podcast, everyone. It's coming. <laughs> goodness. When you know where the room is, where one episode took place and yep. how it's different from the rest, yep. you know you're a fan. Yep. He was also in uh, House of Games by David Matt Mamet. He had another television success with Dave's World in the 90s and made his final appearance on an episode of Criminal Minds in 2014. The same year he died of cancer at the age of 67. I forgot he died. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was born on this day in Boston in 1947. Louise Lasser made her first appearances in the films of her ex-husband, Woody Allen, because they were married at the time, uh, playing lead roles in Take the Money and Run and Bananas. Oh, no, they were divorced by that point. Oh. Uh, Yeah, and all the movies he made with Diane Keaton were also after they broke up. So it seems to be a thing where he keeps them around for the movies. Um, In 1976, she starred on the first multicam sitcom not to use a studio audience or laugh track, Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, a show that was not on very long but won Emmys and is still considered a high point in 70s television. She continued to work with Woody in Stardust Memories, and today she says they're still good friends. In 1981, she appeared on a season of It's a Living and was a guest on Taxi and Laverne and Shirley. Later was in the films Sing, The Night We Never Met, and the critically acclaimed 1998 drama Happiness. She played Beatty on Girls and in 2018 was in the TV movie Did You Know My Husband? She also um, struggled with mental health issues in the 70s. She oh. was basically one of those uh, one of those cases of people who they don't know they're bipolar until after they have spent too many years making bad sexual decisions and oh, wow. substance abuse. And so, yeah, particularly while they were married, he would talk about her behavior and they were both very young and like, he, he didn't really know how to deal with um, a bipolar wife and she didn't know how to be sure. one. Right. Like it was just a, a mess for that time. My um, goodness. Anyway, she was really great and still is really great. And she was born on this day in New York city in 1939. Well, happy birthday to her. John Milius is a writer and director who was part of the group of successful new filmmakers of the 70s, writing the screenplay for Dirty Harry and later earning an Oscar nomination for writing Apocalypse Now for his frequent collaborator and friend, Francis Ford Coppola, who celebrated a birthday the other day. He directed the 1973 film Dillinger and two years uh, later made The Wind and the Lion, scoring uh, a big hit with the Arnold Schwarzenegger adventure Conan the, Bar- the Barbarian in 1982. And I remember watching it on like on a VHS tape oh, with yeah. my family and being like mm, scarred by it. <laughs> uh, famous for his outsized personalities and conservative politics, he lost much of his fortune in the early 2000s because of a corporate accountant. A corrupt, uh, a corrupt, a corrupt yeah. sorry, because of a corrupt corporate accountant. That's right. um, he suffered a stroke and was later treated for pancreatic cancer. He hasn't directed a film since Flight of the Intruder in 1991, but wrote the films Geronimo, an American legend, Clear and Present Danger, and the HBO series Rome, which I, I absolutely loved. Mm-hmm. He was born on this day in St. Louis, Missouri in 1944. 
Carl Franklin is another director whose career got off to a great start under the tutelage of Roger Corman, beginning with the 1989 low-budget action film Nowhere to Run. In 1992, he received critical acclaim for the film One False Move, which starred Billy Bob Thornton, and then he made the exceptionally good detective drama Devil in a Blue Dress in 1995. He directed Meryl Streep in One True Thing and later reunited with Blue Dress star Denzel Washington in the excellent thriller Out of Time. Most recently, he has focused on directing prestige television, including episodes of Homeland, The Leftovers, Ray Donovan, Mindhunter, and an Emmy nomination for House of Cards. As an actor, he's been on film and television since the early 70s, including the shows The A-Team, guest spots on MacGyver, and ALF, and the film Full Fathom 5. He was born on this day in Richmond, California in 1949. The original Night of the Living Dead was a low-budget, game-changing horror film that was one of the rare hit movies of its era to feature an African-American actor in the lead role. And even more rare, the role was not rewritten after, uh, at all after Dwayne Jones was cast in the part. Jones was a former English professor who was directing theater when he was cast in the role. He only made a handful of films to follow, continuing to concentrate on teaching and rarely telling his students about his fame in the, cult, uh, the classic cult film. Later roles included Ganja and Hess, Losing Ground by the late great Kathleen Collins, and three films in 1988, the same year he died of a heart attack at the age of 51. So young. He was born on this day in New York City in 1937. And one last filmmaker, Marco Uli Idel, was studying theater science when he got to know future European powerhouse producer Berndt Eichinger and ended up directing his 1981 arthouse hit film, Christiana F. In, 19, uh, uh, yeah. in 1989, he had a breakthrough in the States with the independent film Last Exit to Brooklyn, a film I still have never seen, even though I've heard tons about it. Uh, and then later, he directed Madonna and Willem Dafoe in the terrific sexual thriller Body of Evidence, <laughs> which they agreed to because of how much they loved Last Exit to Brooklyn. The film was a huge bomb, but he continued to have success on television, including the Emmy-winning TV movie Rasputin, the miniseries The Mists of Avalon, and episodes of Oz, Homicide Life on the Street, and Tales from the Crypt. In 2008, he directed the German film The Bader-Meinhof Complex, which was nominated for an Oscar for Best Foreign Language Film, and it's really good. In 2015, he was nominated for an Emmy Award for directing the miniseries Houdini. He was born on this day in Neuenberg am Rhein, Germany, in 1947. Wow, Bill, what a day. April 11th. I hope you had a good one. I definitely did, Marco. And we'll see you tomorrow with more Born on This Day. See you then.